0: Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In this episode, we are once again taking critics to task over their collective disdain for Neil Blomkamp's third film, Chappie. Along the way, you're going to get major spoilers for all of Neil Blomkamp's films, Chappie, Elysium, and District 9, as well as minor or abstract spoilers for All is Lost, Panic Room, Mad Max Fury Road, Phone Booth, Buried, the Hills Have Eyes, Short Circuit 1 and 2, Interstellar, It Follows, Dread, Bicentennial Man, and The Eighteen. team So a few episodes ago, as you recall, we did this whole bit where we defended one of uh, some of our favorite movies, which was uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, from the likes of the dumb behind critics in the world who didn't care for it. They're dumb behinds. They're <laughs> stupid behind critics. Um, and this year in the twenty fifteens, a movie came out that Patrick and and myself and Tyler all saw together and and really liked a lot. Mm. And the rest of the world didn't seem to share the opinion. So ever since that movie came along, we've been saying we've got to defend <laughs> Neil Blomkamp's chappy on the podcast. So this is what uh this episode's all about. Now with us again we have our friend Peter.
1: Hello. It <laughs> was in our E.T. episode. Yeah. You may remember him as the Russian engineer who likes to think about sticks as he yeah, falls asleep. Yeah, he thinks about sticks to help him I'm all right up. with really
2: that.
3: think about sticks? It's, good. Yeah.
1: it's just good disorder. Let's you not know? get into it. <laughs> Let's not. It's a whole
0: thing. <laughs> Bethany, you'll have to because go listen to the
1: podcast.
3: Seems weird.
0: We have one of our uh, favorite, fan favorites. I mean,
3: that's Give trupe.
0: it up. Make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Bethany's here. You already heard her voice. She needs intro music. I do. Maybe I can add something for you. Like I'm
3: a survivor.
0: No, we're not doing Uh. that. All right. We might have to pay rights just for mentioning it. Uh, Tyler's here. Just talked. Patrick's here. Hi, I'm here. And uh, myself. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Bethany, you just watched Chappie for the very, very first time.
3: Very first time. The rest of
0: us had all seen it prior to this evening. Is that right? Yes, sir. Did everyone else see it, like, initially when it was in theaters? Or? Yeah. I,
1: I went and saw it in theaters. Yeah, I was there, too. You were there with me. Oh, right. I just brought that up. I don't think I, I got invited. I went to the movie, and you came with me. I said, let's go see this great movie, guys. I, I think, think I
4: would have went, but Elysium kind of kind of did it for me, even though I love District 9.
1: Well, okay. So, let's just start with that,
0: then. It's Neil Blomkamp, obviously, Is he seems to be experiencing, at least in the public eye, something of a very quick m night Shyamalan effect because district 9 comes along and everyone loses their minds and rightfully so you know who who doesn't so love you- district 9 you're
1: saying what uh sixth sense to m night is mm-hmm. district 9 to to, to well we i camp? would
0: say you know uh, shamalama dingdongs whole like first five flicks or whatever they were for right because
5: he kept introducing or coming with a new genre and doing it like oh it's back yeah he could do no wrong now he could do no movies are back now. you
0: know neil blomkamp he comes out district nine everyone loved it made a ton of money it was nominated for best picture which was the weirdest freaking fluke of all time and everyone knew that one gonna win somebody paid somebody but it's all that to say it was quite prestigious everyone appreciated it the you know the movie, for a myriad of different reasons, not just the entertainment value, it was, it was a smart movie, That's well-acted. Great. Visual effects are amazing. Yeah, Everyone loves District 9. Novel story. Novel <laughs> story. Uh, and so everyone's like, wow, what's this guy going to do next? He's a first-time director. That was incredible. Elysium comes along, and every time uh, someone talked about Elysium when it first came out, it was always in the context of District 9. That's the guy who made District 9. Right.
1: That's how anybody ever talks about Blonde Kip now.
0: Exactly.
4: That's the only reason anyone went to that movie.
0: Of course. Right? Uh, Well, I mean, people probably would have saw it based on its ad campaign. Matt Damon. It still looked interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. That's true. What
1: were the the original uh, trailers for District 9 had to be? Who presented it? It was um, Peter Jackson. Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson presents Neil Blomkamp. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had to give him some From street the Lord cred. Of the Rings. Did,
4: did they yeah. do a full like trailer? I remember like the teaser where it's just the alien kind of talking in like an interrogation room. And
0: yeah, I saw that teaser before some other movie that summer, or the the you know a few months before it came out, and I remember thinking. Whatever the heck that is, I wish that was what right. was coming on next instead of the movie that I'm seeing. But they did cut a couple of really awesome trailers when uh, we watched them rel- religiously. It was, it's
5: one of those notorious trailers that give away too much in the movie, though. Oh, That's really?
0: true. The shot of, uh, of you know, uh, Vickis and the mech that he gets, the like prawn mech at the end where they fire the missile He's in the giant at robot. the mothership and he grabs it, is in the trailer. Like that's why.
4: <laughs> that's why. When I know a movie's good, and I start seeing that the trailer's just gonna do the whole movie, I just quit. That's yeah, good. Peter. That's
0: smart. Yeah. That's smart. Very that's smart. smart. Thanks, guys. Well, <laughs> Elysium comes along, and people had a, a tepid reaction to Elysium, to say the least. It didn't seem like people outright hated it, but they certainly weren't thrilled with the thing. And I feel
1: which like is disc- it's unfortunate. The people discredited Elysium for that because they were trying to compare to District 9. Which is unfair. That's which is fair. unfair. I think that District 9 was so successful because people didn't have high expectations. They thought, oh, this movie looks interesting. And their, their minds were blown by the, the creative genius of it. And the masterful storytelling. And then I, they get into Elysium. They're thinking, oh, it's going to be just as good. Why are you shaking your head? And they're trying to, they're trying to movie, hold it to the same The level. trailer,
4: even I mean, even just like right in the first 10 minutes, they tell you what the premise is. It's like, hey, there's these rich folks. They live in space. We're all poor. We're down here. Uh, you know, this guy gets cancer. Let's go to the, let's go there. And that's the whole movie. Like, there's nothing else to it. I mean, I don't wow. want to do that whole thing again, but that's literally, that's literally what we're watching. This guy just struggling to get to the space station. Like, with District 9, there was so much that developed that you're like, what's going on? And then you start slowly turning into an alien. You have no... I, had, I did not see that coming. There was a lot, a, lot, a lot of kind of, like, layers and stuff you find out as you well, go you along. Can't,
0: you can't be down on the movie because as a simple plot. Some of the greatest movies of our times have very simple premises. Like E.T.,
4: <laughs> yeah, name name some of those movies because I think that's huge for no. me. I don't know. I like a movie that's
1: like I I think that what District Nine does so well is that it does have all these great layers and the commentary on social justice and you know discrimination. Are you kidding? Well, inspired by apartheid is very very rich in this. In District I Nine, I think that the and Elysium yes isn't quite as. A vivid a tapestry what, if you will what but, it for but, me, but you what will. I'm saying is that it's unfair to hold uh, Elysium to that standard because if you take Elysium for what it is without the expectations of District 9 Elysium is a very clever movie in, in what way what <laughs> makes it clever
0: in the same.
3: Uh, so so the far, is about Elysium? <laughs> we're Neil
1: getting.
0: This is a dang it. <laughs> <so> we're <laughs> building our case. I've <laughs> not seen it. Okay, no, of course um, not. <laughs> sorry. <about that>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this. You know, Neil Blomkamp <laughs> is three for three on you know movies with heavy commentary, be they socio-political or, in the case of Chappie, mm. more of a Esoteric. philosophical. Esoteric. <laughs> and that's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is a great thing. I don't think both. Both. Elysium and District Nine are very thinly veiled commentaries. Right. It's like the, the the agenda is very clear with the com- where commentary on apartheid in South Africa, or whether it was like the nature of the you know class system and healthcare and things yeah, like that. Right. But the
4: uh, I think it was a little more overt with Elysium. It was just like
0: that's fine. But overt or not, it doesn't make it bad for how how clear the agenda is.
4: Kinda though. Just no, like, it doesn't. trying to watch a movie not no, get like preached at. Today. Oh no!
1: Why can't they make a movie that is inspired by very real issues?
4: They can if they do it right. Like if they make it seem real instead of you know it's like it seemed like that was the entirety of the movie. It's like a big. It's a, hospital it's a movie
1: about socioeconomic status and healthcare, and they just pushed it to extremes. This like crazy hyperbole of of uh, separation between the extremely wealthy and the extremely poor, where they actually put the wealthy out in space where they're unattainable. This is just their gated community out in space. I don't know. You're just upset that they pushed it to such extremes?
5: I read
4: an article uh, where Neil Blomkamp, how how do you say his name? That's right. Blomkamp was sort of defending himself when it bombed, and he was saying that he you know for him an idea just an idea could be cool enough for a movie like oh yeah this space station yeah he's he's a concept guy right he's like a concept guy he's like and I didn't really you know like writing isn't as a big a deal for him is what he said and actually I looked into it and the guy the writer who he co-wrote both District 9 and Chappie
5: who's a lady by the way yeah
4: lady she didn't participate in uh, Elysium did you guys know that well, at least according so to I, maybe she's the missing maybe Terry Tatchell.
1: Yeah, you noticed that she wasn't there. Yeah,
4: I noticed because it's like, why? You know, I don't know. Both Chappie, I think, and um, District Nine have some novelty in their plot that I think is totally gone. Well, hold on a second. I want to get back okay. to your All whole right. critique of the
0: streamline because it's not. It's not to say that one is better than the other, but a streamline plot isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you think about movies like David Fincher's Panic Room or. Even like Mad recent Max. memory, uh, Mad Max or All Is Lost
1: or Buried or All Is Lost. Let's let's pause for a second. If you haven't seen All Is Lost, go see it. But some what of those that great you're movie. movie. Yeah, I don't okay, know what movie. Okay, sorry continue. sorry. All is lost
4: is so great. Just
0: use one of those examples okay. in Panic Room. The premise but, of the movie is a panic room with robbers.
4: But that's what's great about both Panic Room and I assume. Um, buried or Buried yeah or. Buried yeah. and pro- Phone Book is the only movie phone that I can book. remember that's similar to that but the, what's impressive about it is that it is such a simple plot phone but they booth.
1: manage yeah. <laughs> not a phone book phone yeah, he phone just, <laughs> he's just he's just in a phone book <laughs> for the whole <laughs> movie the most boring movie starts in A <laughs> oh man no phone,
4: phone booth phone yeah. booth the point is <laughs> what's impressive about those movies and the ones you mentioned is that it's so simple and it's such a small setting context and then they're able to somehow make it entertaining right. and that's what's great it's about an them. achievement sure. right where this is more I mean they've got so much room to make it great so you you know, what you're saying is, world, is that literally. this
0: doesn't feel like a deliberate streamlined and simplicity for the sake of like pulling off a massive story with a simple premise you're saying it was just a little thin yes
2: I, think I can I can agree compare, that Elysium
1: right. is not quite the same caliber as District Nine, but I think that if you watch Elysium for what it is, you can still enjoy it without the expectations that you carry from it. I agree. I think District if you 9. shave
0: off the District Nine expectation, which is almost impossible to do upon first viewing, uh, the second time I watched Elysium, I liked it way more than the first time. Yeah, I liked it. It was but, almost like.
1: Yeah. I get it. I think that what Elysium doesn't do well is develop its characters, and that storyline kind of feels a little weak. But if you can take it as a concept and really enjoy what uh, Blancamp's trying to do, it's really good.
5: Yeah. So do we all agree that, that Elysium's probably third on the Blancamp Camp yeah, yes. so far? You're starting yeah, at I the mean, top you know, with District 9,
1: you're climbing up the roller coaster, <laughs> and then you plummet down. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe he... Now we're twisting. Not to say
5: it's bad or anything, but if we're... Categorizing him, as District Nine, and then Chappie, and then Bethany Elysium. is upset
1: because she hasn't I mean, seen even Elysium.
4: Another great thing
5: about all just three of these <laughs> is the CG, right? I mean, they just,
1: did, they do better on, CG
4: Beth, in these movies than I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah, and for in sure. Elysium, honestly, all of the CG you see you see in the trailer, except for the very last scene, which Wait. was cool. I, I don't remember the specific, but I just remember that someone bleeding. There was lots of yellow. And <laughs> <laughs> someone's, like, standing. There was, like, wind blowing. And I don't know. It was a great scene. But. Well, all that to uh. say,
0: the thing that sucks about it is that everyone loved District 9. Very few people loved Elysium. And, it you know, by all right. intents and purposes, for the public eye, it seemed like everyone hated Chappie. It's right. rotten on rotten tomatoes. And the... Uh, people started to say things about Neil Blomkamp like, oh, he was a one-hit wonder, maybe without Peter Jackson. Because Peter Jackson played a very strong uh involved role as a producer because Neil Blanc had never made a feature film before. I didn't see
1: any dragons in District Nine.
0: <laughs> right. Well I'm not saying he's to thank for the movie and I don't even care about Peter Jackson, but I'm saying Oh,
1: he had, hey I bet he's a nice
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't don't talk like that. He God God had, had I a, like Lord of the Rings. A seasoned and accomplished filmmaker by his side while he was making right. that movie. And then as soon as he was like off on his own,
1: people started being like,
0: oh it's not as good. Um so
1: I, so I think all that said about District 9 and Elysium, people went into Chappie hoping for the magic of District 9, carrying yeah. that expectation. And what what hurt Elysium, I think, also hurt Chappie because they wanted the District 9. Wanted expectation. District 9. Yeah.
0: Which is interesting because District 9 and Chappie have so many thematic similarities yeah, or just the, like, the narrative similarities that it starts to feel like Forrest Gump and Benjamin Button where you're like hitting the same beats and moving through the same yeah. uh, premises where somebody has to like work with this South African crime lord and somebody has to get powered up with this giant mechanized robot at the end people have to blow up and blood has to go everywhere and the you know the <laughs> it's the same guy <laughs> it's it's, <insane. laughs> it's the same <laughs> a same lot actor. of the same actors and obviously visually the the vibe is way more similar than it was with Elysium. Well, you're back
1: in Jo'burg, yeah, South Africa, which
0: is great. You jo- know, are we as American—that's correct, hannesburg We love to see a place that we're not familiar with that seems interesting. And American audiences just lost their mind over District Nine because it's like, wow, this is so interesting that they set it in.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> aliens yeah, would come good. somewhere <laughs> other than well, Los there's, Angeles there's or New York. There's this or, whole or, huge or, city <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else out part in the of world.
3: Arizona or wherever. New Mexico <laughs> that's what I mean
1: what are you talking, about?
5: The oh, Roswell. Roswell. talking about Roswell a- Area 51 yeah
1: oh okay <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I remember <laughs> I, I actually think it was pretty great seeing a movie set in a city other than New York or San Francisco or LA seriously. or Area 51
3: <laughs>
2: right
1: okay yeah. That's where alien movies. stuff happens. yes but not when ali- not where aliens interact in an urban environment how about I'm,
3: thinking <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I'm thinking the hills have eyes. Oh my <laughs> God! Always, that, <laughs> that's Why are you always
1: bringing up that movie? <laughs> quite
0: different. Hills have anyway, eyes is about a bunch of inbred mutants <laughs> <laughs> okay. out in the desert. But um, mm. let's let's do it like this, if if you will permit me, I would like to know just before we get into nitpicking the thing where everyone stands on the movie. So if you're giving like a you know a review in like tweet form or something like
1: that. <laughs> 140 <laughs> characters? Yeah,
0: what is it that you would say that conveys your overall feeling on Chappie? Patrick, first.
1: Give it a five-star rating, too. Or
0: My rating overall feeling of, of, of it? Out of five yeah. Stars. Yeah, yeah, like out a, a for, uh, one, you know, one to five stars, and then a line about why you came to that conclusion.
5: A line. A line. I would say four out of five stars, and... An emotional, fun ride. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was emotional. It was fun. Well, it's emotional is a big theme. That's the, the surprising theme of it to me.
2: I came Tyler. out of it all
5: by myself. What do you think, Tyler?
3: Zero times.
1: I would give it four out of five stars, and I would credit it for being an ambitious, creative film where he's willing to take risks. And happened to be very entertaining. Okay. That's good. Can That's we good. get a character That's a count
0: longer, on that? <laughs> that 140? was way longer That's than perfect. a tweet, Risky, that perfect. Risky, entertaining, those are huge, yeah. Miss Allen?
3: Well, Patrick stole mine, because we were... I stuck. said
0: Miss, not Mrs. Let people That's know. That's it. <laughs> still single.
3: Fallen. Fallen um. <laughs> 85. <laughs> um, I thought it was surprisingly relational and emotional as well. Like, I was super surprised at What's your star rating? Okay, three and a half. Okay. And okay. I felt like they get tons of kudos for the special effects or what's it called? Yeah, yeah. The, CG, the, CG. the CG. The CG. Computer And I, I mean, I just thought the it was CG. really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was really emotionally invo- engaging, especially for a the chick. Longest
1: That's CG. true. It was yeah. surprising. You, you were very emotionally invested. There was a lot of times where you were covering your eyes and you would Listen, flinch and look away from the screen. emotional about it.
2: Yeah.
3: Well... Watch it. You gotta be a, you, be present. To having your movie.
1: a lot of empathy for Chappie.
3: Yeah, and his mommy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Boris,
4: I would give the. Uh, <laughs> I'll respond to that. That's fine. I would give. A <clears throat> I'd probably give it a three point two, which is about eighty percent of four stars. Oh my god! That's how I think.
3: The engineer.
4: I've just been in school That's for a high so, so long. Like a, uh, a, a B. 3.2
3: out of 5? That's not a B. Not anymore, it's a yeah, C. Yeah, 3.2 out,
1: out, out of 4. 4 out of 5 is 80%. 3.2
4: out of 4. I thought we were doing 4 no, to 5. 5. Oh, let me do some math here.
1: <laughs> 3.2 out of 5 is 64%. Just Whatever, so everybody knows, B. he's got his calculator okay, out really doing that.
4: times 5. You're probably more. It's 4. Okay. Give 4.
1: it a 4.
4: 4 out of 5. Yeah, and in terms of a Twitter tweet... I'd say um, <clears throat> on Twitter. has a lot of like peaks and valleys, and then there were parts that were bad, but there parts <laughs> that are really good.
3: Bad or slow?
4: And so it averages. It averages okay. out. You think it evens out? It evens out at a B, which okay. is pretty good. What do you mean by yes, bad, though? Like bad, slow? Just like cheese. Just oh, okay. cheesy right, cheese. Well, we slow.
0: can that's talk about that more in just a second. I just wanted to know what he meant by that. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, there's other. We can talk about it.
0: I would give it 4 out of 5 as well and say that it was, you know, super imaginative. It had a lot of like uh retro elements to it that I really appreciated it and thought that um it was unique, really unique. Uh the, you know, the I'm outside of my tweet now, but the The thing that people kept saying during the advertising campaign was like, "Is this Short Circuit meets RoboCop?" And then that turned out to be really accurate. And uh, (laughs) And that's (laughs) That's a great, awesome description. Neil Blomkamp does Short Circuit meets RoboCop, and I'm like, Short Circuit
1: would be terrible at law enforcement.
0: Why in the world would anyone dislike?
5: That's how he started. Short
1: Circuit meets RoboCop via Neil Blomkamp. So immobile. Shorts. Yeah, but they had lasers. lasers. It was lasers. Yeah, they were
0: supposed to be militarized. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) he (laughs) didn't (laughs) get (laughs) lasers. But number five got rid of his gun. (laughs) He changed it into like a camera. But at any rate, uh, and Neil Blomkamp was clearly influenced by RoboCop. I mean, during the production of the movie, he was like posting photos of the Rodney unit from RoboCop, which the Moose looks almost. Uh, Yeah, I thought they just
5: used the same dang thing.
0: Yeah, he. I, I don't think that was like a rip-off. He was clearly inspired and was yeah. doing deliberate homage. Uh, so what is it, do you think, uh, Bethany specifically, because you told me right before we started you had it all figured out, what is it that you think you know, movie audiences and critics alike didn't get about Chappie? If you gave it a four out of five or three and a half out of five, that's still way higher than the average score that it got, so what uh, what did they
2: miss
3: i just think they felt really disappointed i think your point about them coming you know coming into the movie expecting district 9 like there's already expectations that were not going to be met cuz it's not the same movie but i think they were also expecting it to be to probably lend itself more to the um i don't know what the word is like less emotional more like not the shoot 'em up thing but just more I don't know. It's not creative. I can't think of what the word is. Just more like barbaric or something or a little more gritty. Yeah, like a little bit grittier. And maybe they thought it would just be like an expansion on District 9 or whatever. And it was surprisingly emotional, which would be frustrating if you were like, "Oh, like they really humanized this character. They really it was like engaging for like the human psyche." And it was super like there's so many sociological, philosophical Religious, all these like other elements that made it really, I think it provocative for an audience who would come in and have this expectation that it would just be gritty and like, like just kind of whatever. It was like really thoughtful and really engaging. You couldn't enjoy the movie if you couldn't appreciate these elements that he, he brought out in the movie. I thought, I thought it was like surprisingly engaged in a million different ways through the movie, including the CG stuff and the blowing them up. Stuff, but but Wait. the human side of it and the because
4: you typically yeah I mean you wouldn't come for the grit and the explosions yeah, I mean
3: depending that. on the day I guess right <laughs> depending
4: so what on what you're saying mood. is appeal to but, you despite but, that and yeah, it's funny because I think the trailer thoughtful. I think the trailer sort of alludes to that that it's gonna be emotional and they're gonna like teach him and I think I remember thinking that like ah uh, seems kind of lame you know yeah and I think that, I don't I, don't,
3: I think that's up. why it's disappointing no, I'm, see whatever that is that you had you didn't want stuff to blow
4: up but. But I mean, you didn't it want
3: it to be just like a feel good family Disney film of the year. <laughs> right. Like you wanted it to be like something exactly. different, maybe more like, I don't know what the word is for the alien, like sci- maybe sci fi or something. Like maybe you wanted more of that. But I felt like he was so thoughtful in so many ways that I, I would be, people would clearly be disappointed if they came with any other expectations aside from that. That's a good, and that's I think good. it's provocative. I think like there were things that he brings up you know, about life after death and all these different, like, just and, fundamental human things. Yeah,
1: like intelligent design. Yeah, like, that is disturbing relating the to the human
3: person. Yeah, yeah, like...
1: Yeah, it's quite the commentary on existence in general. Yeah, the
3: yeah. Nature yeah of I think consciousness he's just, like, bringing up a lot of good.
0: The, yeah. I think that movie audiences don't really have a box for... We have a box for commentary in movies and, and grappling with big topics, but if they're not in a melodrama... Or if they're not in some kind of like Christopher Nolan style movie. If it's not Inception. Yeah, if it's not, you know, like interstellar, then we're we not prepared to grapple with those themes. If it's like, wait, w- this is like a robot <laughs> and it's kind of funny and it's also kind of violent and it's also kind of like sad and um, sweet. And now they're trying to like talk about the nature of consciousness and like, I think that that's what makes it so wonderful. Like it's so out there that he combines all these elements, and I think that he did a masterfully. So I was super bummed when Neil Blomkamp uh, said, I think his quote was that, you know, I effed it up when he talked about Elysium. He like, you know, uh, he conceded and said everyone was right. It sucked. My bad. I don't know if he said anything about Chappie yet, but I would be so bummed if he gives gives up on it. I would rather him be like. No, I liked it. I mean, maybe no one else did. I'm bummed but. to hear
2: them,
1: Hear him say that about Elysium.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. Forget those critics. Because <laughs> what
1: shortcomings Elysium may have, it's so close to being a really great movie
4: except for like a novel plot and i think that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i think Peter that i'm glad
1: it. he said
2: that
4: because it's like oh s- this guy you know he understands he's being like real he gets that his movie didn't meet those expectations and those those screw exact those expectations. expectations that i had and he's he's willing to you know now say
0: you're that. joe viewer and i say screw joe viewer <laughs> as long Did as you uh
1: did you read that article recently about Quentin Tarantino's uh, opinion of It Follows, that yeah. recent horror film It Follows, how he says that he was frustrated to see how a good film could have been great, and I think that that's a similar emotion that audience are feeling. They're seeing the potential in these stories, Elysium and Chappie, and they're thinking, this is this is not quite reaching what it could be, almost. No, it's a good way to put it, I agree.
0: Yeah, but they... The, the thing is, is if Neil Blomkamp actually feels like he sits down and he watches Elysium and he's like, oh, that's not what I wanted it to be, then uh, then that's fine. He could more power to him if he wants to act like it was a mess up. But this man can't be letting the audience dictate the nature of the movie. You know, Zack Snyder's famous thing when everyone was like bashing on Watchmen and saying he did it wrong and everything. He's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. like Good
4: it. for him, man. Yeah, he so stood up for well, it. Exactly. Stand I think that up for he your did, movie. I think he sort of stands uh, Neil Blockman. He doesn't say Blomkamp. Well, Blomkamp. I'm just Cam Blomkamp. Your last um, name is
1: Nikiforov. <laughs> there Can you, go. you have super a, easy, a little Niki. effort Niki. for Blomkamp? <laughs> Blom. It is easy. Can someone spell
3: Camp? B
1: L O M K A M P. Oh,
3: okay. Blom Blom camp.
4: It just doesn't roll off the tongue.
1: Um. What were we
4: talking
2: about? <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. He he actually said I effed up because the article I read was like, I realized that he he was saying, I realized that I'm sort of a concept guy and a lot of people aren't. And that's why it kind of didn't connect with other people. But I realized
0: that. Yeah. that I mean, that part made sense to me. If he was just saying like, I just don't do stories the way other people do stories. But he was also kind of relenting, you know, like saying, and it wasn't good. And I messed up. Right. On the storytelling nature of it. And we can nitpick the things with Chappie is not a perfect movie. We could, you know, there's, right. the, and the easy, maybe this is a great uh, segue for us, the easy one that's probably most divisive among audiences the fact that D. word has a starring role. D. In the As themselves. In the movie. So I remember, I you know, that. I remember reading, I was, you know, familiar with D. word before they were in the movie and I remember reading, at one point, they, he was trying to get them into Elysium or something right. like well,
1: that. Well, if oh. if you don't know who D. Antwerd, Word is, uh, I feel like most Americans don't. They are a trio, a South African trio. Uh, what's the right word? Rave, rap, rave, rap, rave There's rap, three rap of them? group.
0: Well, they have a mysterious third member, DJ High Tech, that always changes. <laughs> okay, it's, it's like it's a duo. It's, it's by a
5: character content content played. Purpose. You by should by really go people. watch their videos because they are yeah, something. They're else.
1: bananas. They're bonkers. They are bonkers. They're very. Entertaining, creative people, and it's easy to see why Neil Blomkamp was attracted to their music and their style. And, and it was prob- reciprocal;
0: they were into him as uh, I'm sure that Neil Blomkamp must be something. They're of South a, African. I hate him. to yeah. speak for the, the the nation, but they they must be a, he must be something of a hero to <laughs> to the South Africans. Well, some yeah, in absolutely. certain circles of like people that appreciate art and entertainment, that they're like, this dude is like the. F- the Hollywood director that is South African that puts his movies set in Johannesburg, in, in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think that South Africans were upset to see Elysium in L.A.? <laughs> that's a good question. But <laughs> you think that's why that I, I, I imagine they do have some pride for the movies that he makes, in the same way that almost like India has its own Bollywood culture. I'm sure yeah. that they have some sort of.
0: And you know what's great about it is the, the you know the. Some of the commentary, especially in a movie like District Nine, is lost on us as Americans, especially since so many of us are, you know, ignorant about all the nuances of, of what he's talking about. And I asked a South African fellow that we know what he thought about District Nine and he was like really offended by it because people have very heated opinions about what what, What went down with Nelson Mandela and apartheid yeah yeah. so uh,
1: I think that's kind of cool because it it just shows that he made a provocative I was was on a plane uh, to Africa and I connected in Janisburg and I ended up sitting next to a guy that got on the plane and he was asking me what I thought about Johannesburg and I had to say, oh yeah, my first introduction to the city was through that movie district nine. And he laughed. He said, oh yeah, that's, that's an interesting movie. (laughs) Didn't really want to talk about it, but he said, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot of popularity because of that film. Right. And it's kind of exposed the side of what is a giant metropolis in that it's got these extreme um, juxtapositions between, High culture and lower class.
5: Yeah,
1: right. So is, is it kind of like shocking? By the urbanity Portland, and is it like Portlandia. Yeah, we yeah <laughs> right. Where they're picking on the culture and stuff. The slums are kind of mixed into like this first world s- city.
0: So the you know the it seems natural that people that are uh, more familiar with the culture that Neil Blomkamp steeps his stories in would either be huge fans or that they would be offended. Right. Because, you know, he's commenting on their city. and right. So these other South, the South African group loves Neil Blomkamp. He's familiar with them. And he was talking about giving them a cameo or something. And I was like, oh, that'll be weird if he puts that rap group <laughs> in his movie. Then I went and saw Elysium thinking that they were going to show up. And they never showed up. I remember we right. walked I out. I thought they would we
5: like, just be background factory workers or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: I was like, hey, D'Antward wasn't in that movie. And then when the trailer for Chappie came around, they were in it, but they, it wasn't to the level that you would think right. that they were the actual stars. To receive, yeah, the movie leading roles. And then even more confusing, they played the AntWord in the
1: movie. They played their music.
3: And they wore their clothes.
1: And they, and they have, have a, their names. They have shirt their on. names. Yeah, they are there themselves, yeah.
3: So what's up with
1: that? <laughs> I don't
4: know. That's why they were so good at acting. I didn't, <laughs> you, well, didn't see, really get that. Tonight. That's I where know. the world
1: completely disagrees with you. Everybody who has mixed feelings about Chappie blame it on DeAntwoord. They say it could have been a great movie. Gourney Weaver is great. Hugh Jackman is great. Maybe. The, what's the Indian guy's name? That was <laughs> oh in gosh, Slum Bal- Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> I hate he, that everyone, everyone praised no. his his performance, but they really? just trashed the ant word for their I that guy. I like Yeah. I
3: thought they did. I thought they were so authentic. I think, yeah I so think the, quirky and weird. I
1: think their weirdness
3: like could be
4: misinterpreted for like bad acting, but it's like, if you, you know, it's like, you have to realize that they're just like weird people. Like you kind of, I could, I could see where someone watching the back, like, who are these, you know?
1: Right. And I, th- I think you're right that a lot of people came in with certain expectations of what the, Antagonist in a film has to be, and they're kind of a weird antihero where you are almost sympathizing for them in some no, ways. Totally, they're I, kind they of out in the middle they of this do bizarre conflict. I but I think even. a lot of people have expectations <laughs> about what this kind of character is supposed to be, and it isn't fair because let let Neil Blomkamp make the film he wants, and let these characters portray themselves however they want. When I watched it, I had no idea who Word was, right. so I just I just interpreted it as this kind of weird underground Johannesburg culture that I had no awareness of. And I thought, let's just let these guys be them. I think they're weird and colorful and eccentric, but I'm not going to hold that against them for their acting abilities. Yeah,
0: well, Bethany, what were you going to say?
3: I was just going to say, well, sort of the same thing. I didn't come into this having any idea who those people were, and I thought they fit really well. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, they're these weird characters that I didn't even, I couldn't even tell they weren't real actor people. Like, I couldn't (laughs) tell they weren't, Like you didn't know they were. I I thought they were weird. I thought that's how it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be these like odd little rapper, like gritty, gangy, like I don't know. And I thought they did a great job. Like maybe that's the difference
0: because I I would not say that I thought that they were awful, and I certainly wouldn't say that they were like even bad. Um, I enjoyed their performance, but something about it uh, at times withdrew me from the movie. Because I couldn't figure out what was supposed to be happening. That <laughs> right. why are they so? D Antword exists
1: in the world of Chappie, where you're listening to, we well, are seeing it? at Do least. Do
3: we know it does? No, they weren't
1: hearing t- their music in the soundtrack, but we can at least acknowledge they existed because of the shirt he was wearing. Yeah,
0: and they they are like living in the set of one of D Antwoord's right. com- videos. Right. The the
1: popular commentary is that Chappie was not a movie; it was just a really long music video for D Antwoord.
0: Right, so they it was no, just I don't possible. think we
3: were supposed to think that. I don't He's, think we were supposed one, to think it was Yeah, was I didn't just,
2: pick
4: up on that. They
3: I mean they, I saw the I shirts of their own faces it, on yeah, the
0: yeah, that, I
4: that could think still be a weird thing. There was that they a do.
0: moment in uh, where I mean there's so many really. If the there's a scene where at the conclusion of the movie Ninja is walking forward and the camera like focuses in on his t shirt that says d ant word. Yolandi, and it yeah. has her face on it. And then there's a moment where they're stenciling Chappie, and they're yeah. stenciling the name of their album yeah. across <laughs> his head.
4: Tension. But assuming you didn't know that that yeah. was the name of their album, you could be like, "Oh, that's that word he if likes and has tattooed know, on his chest." I didn't know
3: even the even the scene at the end when he's wearing the shirt and burying her, or whatever. I, I honestly like, couldn't read it. I of that. didn't know because I was like, "Okay, it's just like this weird angle of the movie." I didn't. I wasn't thinking like, "Oh, this is them in this movie. What does it?" mean mean like I wasn't feeling well anything. I know
0: what I'm saying so if you have any awareness of that group right then yeah. part of me was just going like are they supposed to be the rap group in this movie because I mean it could have it's, been why aren't they on Why you know it's way more lucrative to just go on tour than to be running for your life
1: from this
5: South African drug right. lord this
1: is set in the future though maybe everything comes crashing down they're them. washed
5: up at this point yeah it'd be <laughs> kind of like if Hugh Jackman was I'm Hugh Jackman an actor yeah. A lot of it is just—it's <laughs> oh, just a little, a little too
0: meta. Because I was like, right. there's a scene where Ninja pulls Esoteric up in his car K-Demo. while uh, <laughs> the same car from it, the music video. Where yeah, where he's like, uh, Chappie's painting, and he's listening to the word, and he opens up his car door, and the line is his own voice on the radio going, "I'm a ninja," <laughs> as he <laughs> gets his, out of the car, saying his name. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, <laughs> so.
2: What? So, do you <laughs> think that
1: Neil Blomkamp, when he wrote this, thought people are gonna be so amused by this, they'll be entertained, they'll like it, not upset and confused by it? Okay. You think he was just like, let me really embrace the South African culture and just just do what I want?
0: Maybe I'm I'm honestly really curious. It's way less of a critique, and I would just like to know what he was thinking because it would have been such a more traditional choice to not make them their the rap group yeah. that they really are right give them yeah. different names don't mention the group it's fine if you want to put them on the soundtrack in the sense that it plays over a scene not it's like what they are listening
1: to in the scene <laughs> yeah
0: they had their press photos like hanging up above uh. the bed
1: <laughs> there there's uh, an interview with Blondkamp camp where he said he was in the process of shooting Elysium And he was listening to a lot of uh, DeAndre's music. And just listening to their songs, he got the concept and the inspiration for Chappie. And it's almost like the music developed a lot of what became of the movie. Mm. So I wonder if he's trying to continue playing into that concept in his mind. Because I think, to his credit, their music worked really well with a lot of the the scenes, these futuristic yet gritty mm-hmm. concepts of a robot trying to understand life. Oh, I
0: love it. I mean, it made for wonderful visuals. They're there's such a visual group anyway that to like kind of put this sci-fi concept in the middle of what's already a really wacky visual world, you know, Yeah. and not and not just in South Africa, but I mean in the world of D'Antward because... For all intents and purposes, he's in the world of DeAndre for a <laughs> <Yeah>. great deal <laughs> right. of the I, movie. And I, I think it, it, was, it worked, one, it was just a little confusing to me, and uh, but overall it created, I mean, that just con- did nothing if not contribute to the uniqueness of it. Yeah. Yeah, this
5: universe just has an extreme, extreme <laughs> gangster situation where... All these guys a bunch of guys like them were running around. It wasn't like just those two. It was like all the other bad yeah. guys were like that as well. So, guy, yeah. so it didn't it worked in the story. The main story. antagonist what was his name? Hippo. Or Hippo. Hippo.
2: Hippo was great. He was great. He was I awesome. He was awesome. I, would, to him I was so cool. talk.
0: I was so interested in him that I, you know, I go through all the extra features on the Blu-ray just hoping there would be an interview with that guy and there was and he was just this normal clean yeah. cut Oh, uh, Hippo. Really? He's been oh, in
1: man. all 3 of Bornecamp's films and another interview with him said that he really did not like working with word, Despised them. Really? Yeah. No.
0: Why? Well, that makes <laughs> good for... He just you know, said it was the, the work
1: relationship dynamics. was just terrible. He didn't appreciate their attitudes, especially walking onto... <laughs> I think his attitude was that... They that owed they him $20 million. Can't just, they can't just walk... <laughs> they can't just walk onto a movie set with no experience and act the way they did hmm. with that kind of air they have about them. Yeah, especially that they portray the with that I, they portray themselves with in their music videos. You read
3: right. a lot of stuff about this movie. <laughs> this is all
1: like a couple articles that wow. I, I read.
4: I think word made the movie. I mean, I think. That, oh, like, okay. <laughs> sure. Seriously, I mean, even what's appealing about this whole movie is Chappie the character. Yeah. And what's appealing about Chappie the character is he's a gangster,
0: Number- AI. Number no one robot. gangster. Well, and but he's like a baby. He's like a toddler Yeah,
3: there's that beautiful that it's it's a precursor to like what's coming. It's like this beautiful exchange, like you build out the humanity of the character and then at the end it like flip flops right. on you. That's yeah. the that's and they're the, very human. That's in the novelty so many ways. that yeah.
4: this movie had, the similar to District human? Nine. Yeah. Is that it's like, oh, this you know, AI concept we've heard of, seen in sci fi movies, and it's like this weird twist, oh look, it has to be raised. You know, and then another one turns out like bat, you know, gangster, weird people got a hold of him, and now it's like this creation that could have been so boring if his maker or whatever isn't you know
0: the guy that you hate. Yeah,
4: if he imagine how boring that movie would be if it was just us watching him in the apartment, like teaching him stuff, and yeah. like he <laughs> was just, just like in that I'm room a moral the time. guy, and he's like in high school doing homework. That would be, I mean, yeah.
3: And those gangster people are they're like the epitome of human creativity and human like. But quirkiness and humanness like it it's like the, the it's like this heightened human scale that's why i like it's so without it's a great any dichotomy. of the like
4: intellectual like nitpicking and you know if, if it, we were hanging out with chap you'd be like oh wow this is so weird ai it's like thinking <laughs> we'd have you know these conversations about it but they're like let's go get money
2: whatever Whoa, that's <laughs> a, that <was> British <laughs> Okay, the I'm really good at accent, but accent. Cockney accent. I, you know
4: what I'm saying? It's like it made it interesting. <laughs> I, I think that, right?
1: that adds to the brilliance <laughs> of the film. Yeah. It really sure does.
0: Is. It was a clever way for him to get that off the table so that yeah. we don't have to spend the whole movie discussing the nature
1: of AI and how yeah. it
0: happened because yeah, instead these guys don't give a crap exactly. about that. Yeah. They want their robot to get their remote. <laughs> 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 but they couldn't, find they couldn't even
3: appreciate the value of it. That was what was so... Yeah. human about it like humanity yeah. we're so dumb like that sometimes or we won't focus we're just kind of like well, we got to get we got to get we have to get we have to survive we have to whatever right and ai is thinking this totally in this totally different way yeah. so it's such a i thought it was Which, so smart it's almost
1: like the story isn't really about a robot it's about a child mm-hmm. that's introduced into this such extreme environments and it's interesting to see a child being raised by these totally eccentric gangsters and at the same time the maker, like the parent of that child is God. trying <laughs> to raise it yeah, with some integrity and it's it's so conflicting and that's I think what makes but it. But the so child intru- is loved.
3: That's the odd thing by both the maker and the parents. As crazy as ninja was, right. like he loved at the he end learned he to. Yeah. learned to love what was Chappie? And, <laughs> and, and Chappie loved him back. And, and that's and what's cool. like he when his mom, The mom said it too. Like, yeah. I love you. And he had that response in him of like, oh, in the bed when he was, she was reading to him, you know? And I thought, oh, that's like, so they could do that at the very minimum. They could like love him, you yeah. know, like, and With, sim- with that concept
1: of thrusting point. a child into this hostile environment, you see a lot oh. of commentary on, uh, like, the degradation of society yeah. almost when when chappie was left in that yeah. like vacant lot with those people like hoodlums sitting around this fireplace was and a fireplace communicating abandoned yeah Bethany was covering her eyes and looking away from the screen because of the amount of abuse
0: even though you know you can't feel any pain you don't want Johnny Five to get beat down with that crowbar while he's screaming I'm alive I'm (laughs) alive no disassemble no disassemble disassemble. Johnny but see that's the to me the brilliance of Neil Blomkamp that makes him like other um, you know famous directors who used to make B movies with social commentary uh, like David Cronenberg before he was huge or George Romero, who never got huge. They right. would take these B-movie concepts and then try to comment on society with them in a really heavy-handed way. And most of the our big-scale major studio directors, or at least a lot of them, don't do that with the same uh, panache or whatever you want to call it. Panache, sure. Because yeah. we'll uh, Neil Blomkamp, uh, he, yeah, yeah. he has a heavy-handed execution, and it's unapologetic. It's like, clearly this is what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm not going to bury it under at least this many layers of metaphor. It's just really out there in the open. Um, And I think all the better for it. So, and especially in Chappie, one of the great things is like, it's not obvious, you know, the thing that critics need to sit around and dissect, but you have this, uh, these archetypes where, um, you, you know, the guy, the fundamentalist with the Bible on his desk that keeps going on about this godless creature, Hugh Jackman's um, character, Hugh Jackman's character who, who desperately wants um, his version of a moose. police robot, the moose out there because it is operated by the way he says it is a thinking, moral human operator. So that level of morality he thinks is missing from the scouts, uh, the robots that Chappie comes uh, or is a part of. Uh, because they're just programmed to go out there and execute codes and orders. Uh, but when Hugh Jackman's character actually gets control of a robot, he just has this like violent bloodlust right. and wants to rip everybody apart, whereas the AI is the peace-loving one that yeah. can't even be convinced to hurt anybody. Right. And the criminals all have a change of heart, and they start defending the guy that they stole the robot from. Uh, it's very like I don't want to ham fist it sounds uh, uh, pejorative way of saying it but it's a very strongly worded message um, so, you know what I mean he doesn't right. really mince words Whereas in the his
1: subtext Hugh Jackman who's defending morality the immorality comes out of him very quickly right
0: you know? he is the one with innate to violence that wants that wants like uh, when he gets control that's when the violence the like indiscriminate yeah. just mowing everyone down and he's like you know gritting his teeth and spitting through them. I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill every one of these godless yeah. heathens. and. Looking at him, he but thinks
1: he's a hero. Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly.
4: But his, I mean, that character, I, I get that, and that's cool. That's good, you know, dichotomy between those two characters or that interplay. But I think that, his character was so cheesy like Vince? like what you're saying is like gritting through his teeth and he's just staring no, at you dare say the maker about, you know? like at work all day just like staring <laughs> at the maker beyond <laughs> yeah just, i don't know it just seemed like you could literally have cut his character out cut everything with a mac out have the only bad guy be the south african gangster <laughs> you just and, want more of him <laughs> and it, it was great been, because, I mean, yeah, it was like that whole mech scene, and I don't know. Like, what I thought that
0: thing was awesome. I, lo- I mean, this is going to make me sound like a crazy person, but I love that Neil Blomkamp can't resist having at least one, or in the case of District 9, like three dozen scenes of just gratuitous gore really that, bad, that yeah. come out of nowhere. Why does yeah. the yeah, thing have to, was, um, like, rip
5: america's torso off of his Remember, body and fling it across him. <laughs> him. yeah
1: did not like that it's pretty
5: upsetting and he was seen like one of the most redeemable gangsters and then he just got killed on a whim you, know, you see there's just guy.
1: that nationality pride coming out of you you can relate american? to him because oh, he was man. Is that
3: why his name was america
1: yeah that's why they called yeah him. did
4: you notice he didn't yeah. speak with south african when they
0: stole all that money he said yeah. i'm going home <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah
3: <laughs>
1: for a south african movie did you notice all of the american flags yeah, a that's ton. A, that's all that the She wore. was like wearing one. Oh, I didn't see that? Yeah. Oh, oh she, yeah. yeah his, someone
4: fun. had shorts on at some point. I also wear
0: more. dolphins and. Bosses. For a <laughs> South Dolphin. African movie,
4: there was like no black people. <laughs> dolphins were the key. There was one black person. The king.
0: Well, you know the uh, the Nigerian the drug one. lord from District Nine. He yeah. got he made an appearance as like a drug lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that the same guy? Yeah. Oh my god. Just gosh. sitting up there at the top of that building, surrounded by playstations. <laughs> One that, of the yeah. people in their group That writing. building was intense.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that, that the what? building
4: from Dread? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm that. pretty sure that's the same place. I don't know, yeah. I would
1: love to know more about that building. Is it almost like the projects of Janisburg? Was this constructed as some sort of like low it's income that housing? That's but it's kinda cool how the inside is open. That's yeah, kinda, but it just seems like they're just building a den of iniquity is like nothing's gonna <laughs> nothing's gonna sustain <laughs> itself in here. Of course it's gonna descend yeah, into chaos dread? inside this building. Have
4: you seen Dread?
1: That's a different podcast, Peter. I'm
4: just saying <laughs> that, that I mean what he's talking about, that's kinda what dread is. They right. all live in this massive So yeah. have you or have you not? I have not seen okay. Dread. it's not that good. I'm just <laughs> wondering, wondering if you've seen it.
5: Let me ask you this, Peter. Do you think that audiences had a hard time with the social commentary because there was so much different social commentaries? There was commentaries about, you know, like the AI and uh, are we moving too quickly towards that? There was commentaries about God, there was commentaries about everything. It's too much.
0: It did have a lot to say. This movie had a lot
5: to say. It was hard to grab onto one like District Nine. You got like the main thing he was saying. Elysium. You get like the main thing he was saying. This one, you're like, in a cool way because we're saying it pushed the creativity balance, But you're like, man, now it's this, now it's that. Oh man,
1: it does feel like they tried to thread a little too much into it. I think that maybe I didn't. Peter, I didn't think that. I
2: don't. I don't oh, know. Man, I
4: thought it you was just said
1: if they cut out an entire character. No, well, that, okay. The that, I
4: didn't even really. <laughs> you know think about that in terms of like the difference between Hugh Jackman and then you know Chappie and then also the gangsters and kind of how he's trying to be moral but ends up being less moral um, I don't think that there was too much of it I mean like I really like what Bethany was talking about earlier about the you know the whole just what's the idea Exo- what's the word you kept using <laughs> don't let her keep saying you esoteric. Esoteric. <laughs> like that word okay um, but um, yeah that, it, was, it was sad when he was like you know, why did you make me? Like you made me to die. And it's like, that's, that's a question you could ask. That's an existential question. Yeah, like why he would you make You are my maker. In this, in this yeah.
3: movie, he asks a lot. I thought of it was good, and
4: thing. I thought it was like, well, I, what I think people didn't like about it was the cheesy. Like, there's, it kind of just, there's kind of so all
0: here. you've said so far is Vince. Is that the okay, one thing no. he was most right, cheesy? no, all right, no, the Vince CEO.
4: Oh, let's talk about the CEO. Right, Gorny Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney? the girl that's in all the I aliens.
3: So gorny, it's. Or, it really it's a journey. <laughs>
4: it's like CEOs are smart people, right? I mean, they make millions of dollars a year. This that makes her, them so, smart.
0: Listen to this. Clearly, your values are misplaced.
4: Okay, so she makes tons of money. She should be, you know, kind of smart. Her most brilliant engineer comes to her. Prize engineer he came up with these robots that are selling like crazy. Police are buying them. You know, they're they're doing well because of him. Comes to her and says, "I have just created AI." essentially what people have been working on for thousands of years. And she's like, what are you, you know, presenting to me? Like we're in a military company. Why would I care? It's like, are you serious? Like you're, you get what I'm saying? I I just thought that was so cheesy. I get what you're saying, but
0: it it didn't seem like that much of a stretch to me that she would be short-sighted and that in a moment we don't know everything our character's going through. She can't tell us everything. Maybe part of her's like, oh, I don't really have a, a shelf for this right now or um, she's just yeah. trying to stifle that stuff down because she's worried about losing this guy. She seems
1: like a less ambitious Tony Stark. Right.
5: <laughs> she doesn't care about the tech; she cares about managing the whole project, which the people who are paying for it don't care about the AI. They care about the Weapons. results.
4: Or maybe yeah. she just didn't like the slum Slumdog pro- as much as <laughs> I don't like him. He was just so it's a race thing? To- <laughs> no, 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 no. She no. loved you, no, just Jasmine That's and how I'm identifying him because that's the only thing. Dev you know, Patel, the maker. It's like he was so oh my hyped up the whole time. He had like this this face, like he was super excited. Like I <gasps> love uh, because he, well, just, he discovered he the drank all was those th-
5: Red Bulls.
1: The issue is, is that he has night. had no sleep. This guy worked through the night to create AI, yes. and then goes into this like three or four day adventure still. with no sleep.
4: It still feels like over. I, like I don't know. I've never. I haven't It's I'm not, like a dream come
3: term. true, though. Like. He's dreamed about it, dreamed about it, and it ha- it's a miracle. Like, but it's, it's like
5: watching Chappie,
3: feels it's a like
4: miracle. There was too much emphasis okay. to everything. Like he was overacting. He was just like, yeah, that's what, I, I can't, I don't know. You guys know what I'm yeah, saying? You're doing just a great like, job. the whole Keep time going. he's like.
0: He's pretty, he has a bombastic performance throughout the movie. I liked it. Meaning yeah. you like it. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah. It didn't like great on Mila the way it did you, but I, I am agreeing with the way you're describing
5: his performance. Yeah, he, he, he calmed down like when they shot
0: him.
1: It seems like the direction of the film <laughs> that was sat him down.
4: Say, he calmed down when they shot him. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: It yeah. seems like the direction of the film w- was like Blom- Blomkamp was trying to create this really extreme dichotomy of of like very cliche father figure in Dev Patel and this like really bad influence of of um, D and so it's like they had him act cheesier in the way that like. A very Dad's cheesy. Yeah, they, well, they but, called him I the nurse. That was true yeah, to talking, his but he was even character. talking to. But when it was he weird.
3: was dying,
4: did you guys like want him to be revived? No, I thought it
3: was. Just yeah. I feel like die. I was having a moment where I would. I was going in my head like, would I want to exist in a machine? Zero times. I don't. Yeah. I'd rather be dead. But you would and live let my live human- But I was asking those questions as he yeah, was no, dying, and it. I thought this is really provocative. Like I would never. I'm not yeah, thinking that was these part kind of, the of, ways. of like,
5: is that really living at, at that point? That's is right. that worth pursuing? And, and
3: do you actually have? My first thought was like, who is he going to be in community with? I mean, it, like, in the sense of like, who's he going to talk to? Like, outside of Chappie, no one's going to be like, you're a real person in there. Yeah, right. Like, never. Well,
0: I actually thought the same thing. I thought, like, how, who Disrupted. will he relate yeah. to at this point? Or how will he have a life? That's at right. all now, the militarized robots are being hunted down, and they even end the
1: movie by saying, "If you've seen anything about right. this,
0: Chappie." So, what's he doing? Is he just but, gonna go live in that compound? The
1: nine right? I think that the bigger picture of what's happening when they're forcing uh, him out of his human body into a robot body, they're they're making you confront the idea of what is the most real thing about you like who are you are you that body or are you this right the consciousness yeah abstract consciousness Mm -hmm. it's very existential but then if you if you accept this this new form in which your consciousness rests this this like mechanical being Mm -hmm. uh, if you accept that as your you know your new reality and you push it into the future it's like you you can live forever and you can continue to improve your body. I think that's what they were trying to communicate with that final scene when Yolandi is opening than that? Yolandi's opening her eyes, and you're seeing this like even yeah, next he's level uploaded advanced. A new schematic that now physically yeah. resembles. Yeah, so there's, there's a point where their bodies could potentially take the human form in a way that it's almost like bicentennial from man from: so a Terminator. Man. Maybe, maybe it'll like become guy, a Terminator with living tissue on the outside. Yeah.
4: So where was the girl when she was in a box on a USB drive? Where was her consciousness?
1: It
0: was stored it's on not that data, USB drive. It's not
4: data, right? It's energy or something. He was saying
0: it's, it's energy. Yeah. They found a way to map it, and I'm then they sure store a USB it on a
3: data drive. like I didn't like that part, but I think I do think the one thing I would say about the that question that like your body can live on and blah blah blah. Is I also think your there, consciousness can. Your consciousness. Be Somebody consciousness or mentioned Isaac
4: Asimov. Someone say that? I thought I heard that. Sorry, my brain's. What going. are you doing? No, I'm just saying her <laughs> thing. What's it's, happening? Go ahead. Sorry.
3: But I think I was thinking too. Like it's that that question. If we're going to be spiritual at all about it, like, of like, do we live forever? Like, is there a part of us that always lives forever? And I think that's like a very. You know, so well, they many. have that
0: deliberate conversation where she says, "Yeah, she's talking about the, you so know, the." That was
3: the so strange. I thought that was so this. sucker's not afraid to address this stuff, which I think again is provocative for the audience. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought it
5: was all great. I think it was just a challenging movie to watch because it has so many extreme elements. I like so that. many. I didn't take to watch. You mean to process? You say it's hard. It's the process. Well, I'm saying even to watch me. because you have the super extreme characters and super extreme sci-fi that. At the end, goes way off even further sci-fi than we saw in the movie. The concept of that idea, you know, it's just. I think it's just a challenging movie. I think that's why people had our time with it. I liked it. It doesn't have to be
0: challenging though. It could just be a popcorn movie if you wanted it to. It's entertaining.
5: Yeah, it is. I, agree. I mean, it's not so
1: like it's funny.
0: It doesn't have to
1: be a think piece if you don't want it. Right. To be. It, it goes really high up into the air. Really lofty concepts. Very existential, but then it brings you way back down. By throwing you into a D-word music yeah. video. Yeah, well, that's that's the <laughs> thing. Think I is just the think it's
0: the genius of it. I agree. I don't think audiences had a uh, a paradigm for the kind of movie that's like you know a lot of people that didn't like Chappie would hear the way we're describing it and be like oh, I can't believe these guys thought this much of Chappie. But they the you know we're used to our movies with that are such a think piece being packaged way differently, not in like so many kooky and quirky exactly uh, yeah. boxes. That people are just like, oh, so um, to wrap this thing up, I thought that it might be fun, just like we did with Watchmen, to kind of look at what some of the critics, more notorious critics in the world of moviedom had to say about Chappie, and then tell them to go get bent.
5: That's right.
3: What does that mean? Go fly a kite?
1: Yeah, go fly a kite, get lost. Just fly a kite, make more sense than get Kiss bent? Kiss a butt.
3: Well, I don't know like what get bent is, like on fleek or whatever. Same thing. Like- on fleek? You know, people say fleek and I thought it was black. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Now I'm> learning, <laughs> listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christy,
2: Christy
0: Lemire of christylemire.com. Mm, I don't like it.
3: <laughs> Who is she? She
0: says, "While the visual effects Christy are spectacularly Lemire. seamless, they're in the service of a movie which devotes from vague or which devolves from vaguely funny to just plain silly to numbingly gory."
1: Let's start from the beginning. She's right. The special effects are spectacular. They really are. None of that sounded bad, though. Is
0: this a (laughs) critique?
2: She (laughs) she (laughs) called (laughs) it silly. That's rude. It evolves
0: from vaguely funny to just plain silly to numbingly gory, which... Numbingly gory. What is, has no, this it woman never seen a movie? It had one like <laughs> yeah. maybe that's violence was shocking and to and if her. You shut that your it, eyes
1: for one and that it immediately it was, numbed her. It was out of place. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> felt out of place to <laughs> the rest of the film. Right. And that not that it was great. Not that it didn't work, but I think that it was shocking to her because it kind of came out came out of nowhere. Maybe. Well, well, so they shame? were
2: shooting guns
3: from the beginning. Like yeah. everyone had a machine gun. I'm like this. This thing has been violent the whole time. I I thought
1: that some of the violence was pretty brilliantly subtle. Like the bullets piercing through uh, Yolandi and the same thing with um, Dion that it was like, oh, this is really impacting and subtle the way that this is <laughs> this person's
2: dying. It well, was benumbingly yeah, gory. They nice. played it yeah, for movies. emotion as opposed to right. like for violent mm-hmm. effect.
0: Uh, so Salon.com, which is home to some real buttheads of crit- critics, says uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew at Salon.com, it's cluttered, goofy, and incoherent from beginning to end and much too long. So he didn't really like
4: mm. it. But that's He's not very specific. Cluttered is like, <laughs> cluttered to you me could makes say that it about sound a lot like of movies
3: he is, like. it's too provocative for him or whatever. It's uh, too I, I like he's, deep and he can't handle it. I
1: think he's referencing the, the, all those threads that run through it. No, I think that's a cop. I think much.
3: it's like a weenie response. Oh, shoot. Just engage. Yeah. Yeah. It not mental Just fortitude to process exactly. it. Salon.com
0: hates movies. Yeah, That's what I think. You hate movies, Salon.com
3: salon or salon
0: salon uh norman wilner from now toronto says any potential <sighs> in the concept is beaten out of it long before the ludicrous final movement good night that's not right thank you though so norman <laughs> why do you hate movies so yeah, much He you know. must really hate movies did you watch this movie <laughs> frankie norman i think he hates having <laughs> a snack. some fun he does
5: he snack.
0: go to sleep norman <laughs> Um, but Norman Go does Norman talks about the final movement which I think the movie was wonderfully climactic I really dug yeah. the yeah. whole scene where they're out in in front of d n Ant- where compound because you get Hippo back for a second yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's
2: <laughs> my money <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that he has subtitles even though he's speaking English <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what's yeah great. but yeah, I couldn't just,
3: really understand him so I, kept I appreciated thinking,
1: that I wanted to see him in the extra features because I kept thinking did they just
0: really find a guy that's like that that's how convincing yeah. it was yeah. to me
4: yeah, even his teeth were all
1: yellow, and I'm like, "This has got to be a real guy <laughs> that they know—that's their actual boss." The final movement was great. Uh, going again back to the subtlety of the violence, it, it felt so interesting to see a lot of that slow motion effect. Like with the, you kind of see it when Chappie is being beaten up in that vacant lot, and the malt off cocktails being broken over him. The slow motion fire and smoke is moving across him. You get the same thing with the moose. And I think that all of that plays so consistently well through the whole film.
4: Yeah, definitely. The slow-mo the, bullets going through her is yeah, pretty great. The
1: final movement felt so impactful with the rest of the buildup. Yeah, it, it tied movie.
5: together like all the threads movie. really well, yeah. I think, or, and then opened them up in a great way. Right. So, so you don't mean, agree with these critics? I, no, yeah, no. I wouldn't no. say I do. No. I don't think they like They're movies really at all. Harsh. They, they I might know. even hate them. I hate
0: them. Sean Burns from Splice Personality says, a smoldering dumpster fire of secondhand elements from better movies. This one time,
1: I, used to, I was living in Arizona, and uh, there's a pizza hut across the street from me, and I saw all this smoke coming up out of their dumpster, and I thought, that's a that's a smoldering dumpster fire. And I didn't relate this movie to that at all. Okay, good. So you have a real experience. I have you a first-hand experience of a smoldering dumpster fire outside of a pizza hut so and that th- was not Chappie. Really?
5: Wow, that, that's so Wow, that's an incredible example invalid, to pull out of nowhere. Yeah, then.
1: <laughs> Gary Dowell
0: of Dark Horizon says, Chappie, both the character and the film itself, is a clunky amalgam of mismatched parts.
5: No.
3: Why, do mean, they, they why are they to be talking more specific about it being so cluttered d- or so discombobulated? I don't understand why they didn't think it was
0: That's what I'm trying to say. I just it's think, so I think it's the genre bending thing that has yeah, people confused. I think, right. I think it's not that the story is cluttered. Personally, I don't think it has anything to do with there being too many concepts because it's not like you can't track with the thing. I think that people were like, what kind of movie is this? And they were confused by it. Is Mm -hmm. it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be emotional? Is it supposed to be action? Is it supposed to be violent? Is it supposed to be sci-fi? And we're not used to having so many strong shades of all those things in the same movie. You know what I mean? I think
1: that what is great, (laughs) thinking about it now, uh, what's great about um, all of these really strong concepts about existentialism and... And um, like intelligent design and your consciousness and morality, all of these threads flow through the film, but they do so in a very realistic way that a child would almost interact with these things as it's learning. And it's not like it's not like any of us are really on a day to day basis, really trying to wrap our mind around existentialism um it, well maybe speak you for yourself
0: man <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah, yeah. Uh, that i think
1: that it's pretty realistic <laughs> the way that we can everybody in the world can acknowledge a lot of these ideas but they don't spend all this time in front of a camera trying to figure it all out he's just reacting to them as they come in these yeah i love it I,
0: I thought it was delightfully it was uh, bird's eye view on a lot of the big Right. concepts because we don't need to see the, you know, a lot of people I, I heard say things about the scene where he's actually writing the finishing the AI code and it's like, yeah, he finished it one night over a couple of Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah. And it's I, like, well, I don't want two hours of the seeing this guy's entire process of figuring right. this thing out. just. But he's, he
4: specifically it. said he was going to write terabytes of code, <laughs> you realize code takes no data.
3: No, but so you're like you, a little bit of a nerd and so you know that. I, I mean, was they, like, they could have asked one
4: person who did any coding. They'd be like, do not say terabyte. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that is sure a there ridiculous was, amount that could of have data. Yeah, been. but he
5: created AI. He probably right. knows how to do it, guys. Better than <laughs> you. No, <laughs> yeah,
2: no
4: doubt about that. I don't know anything about
0: it. And AI. he's just a fabulous actor.
2: Yeah, well, you know what I
3: like, too? Just one more thing. I liked that just going off what you said Josh like that he didn't like he gave the bird's eye view of these like bigger concepts but he didn't impose a specific (laughs) thought about each one he just like it was like he raised the questions I thought that was really
0: yeah a lot of those I I don't know what Neil Blomkamp thinks about Mm -hmm. a lot of those things some of his agenda stuff you're like Really, yeah, he has right. a statement. He was on just this. Other making the so
1: robot confront them the same way the rest of the world has to in their lives. Yeah, yeah. it's good.
0: Um, so, and then finally, the only thing that really bums me out about uh, Chappie is also one of its great things, which is the, the effects are so seamless, um, and it's so great to see Charlton Copley uh, play Chappie so effectively. But it's also sad that we don't get to just look upon him yeah. on the screen because he's yeah. yeah. so see fun. True.
1: Yeah. Have so you seen fun. the A Team, Bethany?
3: No, I
0: haven't. Uh, you should
1: Is make he in he's it. He's great in a team. Oh, yeah. really? Weird. I wouldn't expect that. Murdoch. He's oh. kind of um, blonde. Camps. Um,
3: boy. But he's, Brand- he's yeah. what we Cabana boy. He's what
1: we love about Chappie.
4: So in a the, way, we totally. Who's the saw the
1: right. Nazi from? I'm totally blanking on his name. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. yeah, Christoph Waltz. He's blonde. Camps. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, he's just oh to yeah yeah. That, yeah. For, what's because Tarantino loves Yeah, Tarantino I'd love to you see know. him
0: in more roles. Um, and apparently Peter can't get enough of Slumdog.
4: Yeah. No, that guy. That's what said. you said, right? You want to <laughs> see him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to see him in more roles. You know? <laughs> I was going to say about the um, Isaac Asimov, there's a great <laughs> short story called The Last Question. It's about like consciousness and that whole idea. And it's on the internet, and it's great. You guys should all go read it. I bet
1: Chappie read it because all the information that humans yeah, he downloaded the, <laughs> internet. <laughs> Ed, the whole internet You <laughs> would have read it there's a little w- wiki Where hey it?
0: where's Chappie's all that where's he storing all that in the cloud is his <laughs> brain in the cloud He just got a
5: tremendously
0: large hard drive attached do
2: you guys know that they pumping
5: PlayStation 4s yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah why
2: would they
4: need all those play- aside from using them because it just for came pieces. out they had to promote it oh really Sony, <laughs> Sony made
0: the movie Oh, that makes sense. That's why they all had Sony Vios. So if you're really
4: gangster, you're going to buy 20 of
0: them. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com. If you also have a dumb behind opinion about Chappie, please feel free to share it with us on Twitter, at youhatemovies.